Welcome to Conversations. And now, from Los Angeles, here's your host, Mike Dowler. Thank you, Sean, and hello. From Los Angeles, I'm Mike Dowler, and this, this is Conversations. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Um, on Facebook, it's um, basically Conversations, the podcast. On Twitter, it's at Converse Radio, like the shoe without the E, at Converse Radio. And of course, as always, drop us a line. Uh, conversationspod at gmail.com the website www.conversationspod.wixsite.com slash conversations and of course our podcasts are there as well as information on our guests my co-host Josiah Barrett Josiah how are you hey guys how you doing doing well (laughs) glad to have you here and before we go I want to go and thank last week's guest Cameron Chasness she was uh, one of the one of the contestants on master chef junior that podcast is online it's on the website again check that out great shows coming up we are booked through september we'll talk about that in a bit but right now josiah what is going on hey well you know it's <laughs> it's hot as ever here in la I mean, i'm sure you know because you just i mean you live here as well sure. but you know, everything's going really well. Just, you know, doing the local grind. <laughs> yeah, you, you played a gig just recently, too, I understand. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh, Actually, I just had a, uh, for the first time ever, a full band play with me at my gig um, at the study here in Hollywood. Awesome. Yeah, it was really a really great turnout. You you definitely pack them when you come out because you're, you're just so good. And, and your sound is uh, phenomenal. Um, some covers, but a lot of originals now, which is what I like about you. Oh yeah. Well, you know, it's, it's, it's been exciting or actually, I just got off the phone, uh, with the director. We're going to be filming two new music videos within the next month. Wow. Yeah. Busy, <laughs> busy, crazy. busy. I know. There it's you be go. Exciting. Well, we're can't all... wait to show you. I can't wait to see them because your, your videos are always just so epic. The last one was uh, phenomenal with the Ferris wheel and the carnival and um, oh roller coaster roller coaster of course duh <laughs> oh, um, yeah yeah <laughs> great one of course wild wild uh, wildfire was good as well so um, uh, you are plugging away and uh, it's uh, making a difference so thank you for that Aw, thank you for having me on the show you're welcome you are a fantastic host uh, co-host and guest as always and again you've done uh, TV movies you've done uh, a lot of movie, a lot of music in music right now your main focus that's great and again more stuff from you they can find you online or at josiahbear.com or is it just josiah.com just josiah.com josiah.com <laughs> kind of like Madonna just the one word, just <laughs> like I like that. Very good. Hey, let's let's dive right in. When I um, was approached to have this guest on, I said, "Well, yeah, of course, I want to have him on." Dalton Sear is an actor. He's been in uh, Time Toys. He was a regular on Pretty Little Liars. He's done a lot of other stuff as well. Primarily, right now, it's music for him. It's all music all the time. He's got some great, great music out there. Recently won a Telly Award for Best Video on a trilogy called Breathe, which encompasses three songs. 
a real strong message. He's local. He's in the Caneo Valley. And um, he's also spent some time in Florida as well. But uh, this video, Josiah, is amazing. Uh, movie coming up as well. We'll talk about that. You and him have some common ground in that area. I want to say hi to Dalton's here. Dalton, how are you? Hey, I'm doing great, man. How you doing? Doing well. Thanks for joining us here. And again, you are local tonight. You bet. I'm I'm in LA. I'm making it happen on that local grind, as you would say. <laughs> <laughs> and you mentioned uh, being in Florida as well and uh, and being warm, but uh, we've got some of that humidity here as well late, lately. Oh, absolutely. It's been feeling more like Florida. You know, I I grew up there, so I, I was used to the crazy humidity, and then I came out here and it was bone dry, but. They're, they're getting a little similar right now, for oh, sure. For sure. Let's talk about the old days. Um, you grew up in, you grew up in, out here or in Florida? Yeah, so I, I grew up in Jacksonville, Florida. Um, actually, a little bit outside of Jacksonville in this tiny little beach town uh, out on the East Coast. So that's where I did all my growing up. And uh, I came out here to L.A. to stay, I think, about four years ago. Um, and now I'm here, like, all the time. Fantastic. What what came first, the music or the acting for you? Uh, music, for sure. You know, I it, it was funny. I had gotten my music start by uh, I saw a friend. It, this this was a really long time ago. I think I was maybe nine or something. It, it was a while ago. I saw a friend in a musical theater production. I think it was like. I don't know, beauty and the beast or something like that and i was like you know at the time i was a big sports guy that's what i was doing you know i was playing a little guitar here and there but sports was my life um but i saw my friend up there on stage and i was like oh well this seems this seems pretty fun i feel like i could probably do that um and i i did you know the next year i attended the same school as her uh and I went to audition for their musical theater production. I, I didn't know it at the time, but I had um, some pretty awful stage fright. It was <laughs> it was rough. I I had no clue. Yeah, I, I, I had to work on it and work on it. I had people at the school help me, a bunch of faculty and stuff. Um, but it was bad enough to get to the point where uh, the day of the audition, I physically made myself sick. And I like could not get on stage and audition that day. Uh, wow. so they they had me on another day yeah they had me on another day i i sucked it up and by i sucked it up i mean someone i'm pretty sure someone just straight up booted me on the stage and i had to do something <laughs> um so i i did my thing uh, the theater production was um charlie and the chocolate factory oh wow and i i landed the role of mike tv which was which was really fun so i got to be this tv watching ninja western jerk guy which was great it was a lot of fun you know i i worked on that stage fright and obviously you would never be able to tell now that's really cool though Um, because i think josiah did that did that play i could see josiah as as mike mike the tv guy too i don't know actually (laughs) it's so crazy i was uh, this is like i could totally send you guys a picture when i yeah i i played mike tv as a little kid wow that's so cool well, I'm so girl, but you know they made me look like a boy. It wasn't right. A thing. <laughs> yeah, no, that's yeah, great. and Mike so, TV. Yeah, that's no, a great. That's a great. Fun. That's a great stage show, by the way. And again, Willy Wonka, one of those movies. Of course, it, it was a book at first, but 
when you see it, you realize it could be a stage player. And I and I I, I oh I, absolutely I love indie films and uh, you know things like that. It's funny because my wife is watching Fences right now with Denzel Washington. I'm looking at that and I'm saying I'm like, honey, this could be a stage play. She looks it up and she says it was a stage play. I didn't know that. <laughs> so um, <laughs> there you go. But there are certain productions out there. You look at them and say, you know what, this could be on stage. Might even be cooler than the movie. And um, oh yeah, Willy Wonka, of course, is timeless. Absolutely. So. so I, you know, I had a really good time with that. And uh, after I had done my first musical theater production, I was like, okay, well, you know, th- this is pretty cool. Um, the next year I did Aladdin where I got to play Aladdin, which was a lot of fun. And at that point I kind of said, all right, well, uh, I, I enjoy this way too much. <laughs> I had already been playing guitar for a couple of years at that point, you know, cause sure. I, I believe I started when I was seven. Um, so I put the guitar and the singing stuff that I was learning together and started writing songs and going around and, uh, playing shows in Jacksonville, which was a really great learning experience. You know, I, when I first decided to, you know, kind of give it a shot, um, my, it was funny. My dad took me aside. He, he had done a lot of music work in the past. You know, he, he had toured with a band all over the country back in his day. And he kind of sat me down and told me, he was like, all right, well, I'll help you out if you want to, you know, give this a go. But the biggest thing that I can tell you is that if you want to, you know, be an artist at some point or whatever, you're going to need to write your own songs. You need to write your own songs. Yeah. Um, and I, t- I took his word for it and I started writing like right then and there. And I, I haven't stopped since. So I, I'm extremely grateful for, for that piece of advice. But yeah, like I said, I, I picked all that stuff up. I was writing, I was playing, um, gained notoriety in Jacksonville, started doing tours uh, during the summer because I was still going to school at the time. Sure. Uh, I I ended up attending a school of the arts in Jacksonville where I studied as a classical vocalist um, on top of doing all my pop artist stuff, which to be on. Yeah. To be honest with you, you know, it was a lot of fun and it was great and I learned a lot. Um, But at the same time, it it did become pretty challenging for me at times. because I, I was a young kid, I had started doing music, and then suddenly, um, obviously, I hit my my growth spurts, and my my voice started changing up like crazy, yeah. uh, and I had to work through that. And at the same time, I was spending you know upwards of three hours a day singing like operatic music and wow. singing in choirs and doing Italian arias and stuff. And then I'd go home, and you know, sit down and practice my guitar and practice my, my pop vocals and stuff. So uh, to, to be honest, pretty, I, what's up? Was that a pretty hard transition with like, you know, your voice changing and getting older? Absolutely. Yeah. You know, I, I had a lot of friends who were around my age that I had toured with, you know, cause I, I would tour every summer um, with a bunch of artists and, you know, there's a lot of different approaches that people would take. You know, I, I had a couple friends who they just decided to when when their voice started changing, they had already been doing some music work at the time. Maybe I'd released an album or two. They just decided to take a break. They would just say, all right, well, I I'm going to go on hiatus. I'm going to wait, you know, one or two years for my voice to change and I'm going to get back in it. Um, so some people took that route. I didn't want to lose the momentum that I had kind of worked hard to gain. So mm-hmm. I decided to just work through it. Um, which 
you know, ended up being the right decision for me. That doesn't mean it was easy at all. Right. I yeah. I had to, you know, first thing in the morning every day, it was it was get up, make sure my voice was right, make sure I was, you know, stretching out the right places and I had to make sure that I was doing everything correctly because um, I, I don't know. It, it was pretty funny as as a young teenage guy, you know, when out of nowhere you suddenly have like all this bottom to your voice that, that you never had before. It, it I, I won't say it was, it was just this way for me because I'm sure it was for for pretty much everyone. Um I don't know. I had all this bottom to my voice, and I I felt like a big old man, and I wanted to use the bottom to my voice. So sure. I I would walk around all the time. My dad would be like, "Hey, good morning, Dalton." And I'd be like, "Good morning." And he's like, "Well, <laughs> just because you got that part of your voice doesn't mean you need to, you know, beat the crap out of it." And um, but the problem is, is is that a lot of young male um, artists will do that. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, I've worked with a ton of, of vocal coaches and, and teachers over the years. And uh, one of them kind of opened my eyes and, and taught me that, you know, if you have a certain range as as a child, especially as a male, if you have a certain range as a child and then suddenly you gain all this bottom, if you slip into that bottom and stay there, you end up losing a lot of your your top range that you once had um and it's it's much much harder to gain all that top range back through sheer effort and training and you know exercises and work than it is to just lay off the low end and let it come in fully so uh i i i ended up having to do kind of both because i had dipped into my big strong man voice a little too much because i liked it um, so I, I had to do some training. I had to, I had to get some stuff back, but, um, once I did, I was good to go. And then, you know, around that time I was releasing my second album and, uh, I came to LA. I, I was, I was finishing, you know, my, my middle school time. Uh, I had been accepted to the, uh, one of the top art schools in the country, actually, that just happened to be in Jacksonville. Um, to study as a Costco vocalist and my parents gave me the opportunity because I had been working on this for years at this point. They kind of gave me the opportunity. They said, well, we want to support you. We want to help you out. So that's amazing to have. Oh my God. It's so great. It's so good. Um, but they said, we want to support you. And here are two things we can do for you. If you want, we can stay in Jacksonville. You can go to this school and just go full out on this, you know, classical singing, right. your, your operatic stuff, singing in your in your choruses and all that, um, and and we'll help you there. But if you want, we can also take you to LA for a bit. We'll take you to LA. We'll you know work and stay and try to make things happen and and see what we can do there. Um, and as a I believe I was 14. Yeah. As a 14 year old guy who, you know, I, I had my own group of friends. They were all going to be going to the same school with me. Um, I had my foundation. I had all my family around me, you know, it was, um, you know, you, you look back and you think, Oh, well that's a, 
brain dead choice you go to la you go to la and, and, and you make stuff happen but uh, uh back then it, it was actually a little a little hard for me because i i had some trepidation about leaving all that stuff behind you know sure, sure. um but i told yeah, them i was like for a while you had lots of friends it's yeah i mean it's yeah. hard to be for sure absolutely there so are, i, I told there... them i was like well full steam ahead let's let's yeah. go let's try it out and uh and we did and I, i've been here since there are sacrifices and 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 I've, i i love your your backstory as well and and I, when i when i was putting together the website i i did put down there that that you respect your craft and and that's so obvious um you did what you had to do to uh to tackle this full speed ahead and you've done very very well and let's dial back just one second you mentioned about finding your voice finding that that range i think a lot of singers when they first decide they want to sing they want to sing outside their realm and um for you did you want to sing a certain a certain range and then finally decided i need to i need to stay in this wheelhouse in other words i need to stay in the range that i meant to sing at um i i don't really think so i you know when i when i started doing my stuff and especially when i started singing i i just wanted to to make sounds out of my mouth that sounded good man i (laughs) i didn't really i i didn't really have a specific idea of you know what what kind of range i wanted to do or what kind of whatever i was just like oh hey i can i can make noises out of my mouth and uh let me just keep doing that i like that because it's fun and you and i have mutual fan you're good friends with ken stacy as well of course ken stacy a friend of the program he's been on a couple times he's co-hosted as well and uh, the front man for Ambrosia, who's worked with uh, numerous artists, uh, both beginners, right. intermediate, and as far up as uh, Michael Jackson and Elton John. So definitely, uh, he's uh, he's been out there, and I know that I know that he's very very much into uh, getting his folks dialed in and focused. I'm sure that he had um, a lot of big help and a lot of a lot of good advice for you as well. Absolutely, you know when when I had first came out to LA, so so when I was in that 14 year old age range uh on the you know the the latter side of my my growth and my vocal changes and stuff uh i was able to work with ken and and ken was really instrumental in getting me to have all this range and and all this control over you know over my voice which is exactly what i wanted ken was very much crucial and instrumental in me being able to use my voice like I do today, you know. Um, so I, I, I tell him, I tell him pretty often, but I'm, I'm grateful to him for helping me with that. He's a great guy, Josiah. Who are some of your mentors? Some of my mentors. Oh yeah. man. Well, you know the one that definitely. I mean, shoot. Okay. Well, I, I I'm from the Bay Area, so I, I did train super classically and all that. And um, one of my mentors, his name was Sean Martinfield, and he's a like a magazine editor for the San Francisco Sentinel. And he, as a kid, really changed my life because he used to like teach opera singers for like the Broadway plays and all that. And it, um, you know, he, you know, he really, really was one of those big guys, um, personally for me. So it kind of it kind of helped you along because you've been doing music for a long time. What for you, Josiah? Was it music first or music first or acting? 
Oh, shoot. Hands down music. I get, I was writing and singing songs before I could read it right. Like making up songs, you know? <laughs> was this before but, you know, Was this before driving ATVs? This was definitely before <laughs> ATVs. When I was about three years old, um, was, I mean, I guess when you're actually kind of verbal. But, you know, when you're from, like, small towns or, like, just towns away from, like, L.A. or San Francisco, there's a huge musical theater, you know, community. And singing mm. and acting in the musical world, like like Dalton was saying, go hand in hand. And, um, you know, musical theater is such a beautiful entryway to either music or acting or both. <laughs> Absolutely. Musical theater, musical theater, really is kind of the kind of the uh, the thing I hear with folks getting started. And that some have done none at all, and some just thrive on it and miss it. I mean, it's actually people miss cons- uh, people really uh, have the wrong impression about music musical theater. People think that it's like oh, it's singing and having fun, and the acting isn't hard. I gotta tell you, like for example, you know I. I had this opportunity to audition for like a this uh, musical this musical recently, and I haven't done musical theater in years. And going back to it and trying to sing the pieces and learn the choreography and the the, the lines, I was like, "Whoa, holy crud! How did we do this at such a young age?" Like, musical theater is like no joke. One oh, yeah. of the hardest things to do. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Right? It's extremely demanding. And, you know, one reason I could see why it has been a, you know, a launching pad or a starting point for a lot of people is that it's, at least in my eyes, from what I've seen, it's so, you know, while it is extremely demanding and stuff, it's just, it's so accessible. I see mm-hmm. productions and new things popping up and theaters popping up everywhere, all over the place. It's, it's not even just, you know, LA, New York. In places that you would expect, but I mean, I, I like I said, I grew up in the South and this little beach town, like in the middle of nowhere, a little bit, and there were all these productions going on. You know, I would go on tour and I would be in the middle of nowhere in like Mississippi or whatever, and there would be you know productions going on and theaters popping up. So it's it's something that a lot of people have been able to try out. And you we know, think a lot we th- of people have been able to dabble in. We think film crews and, and are, are huge, theater crews uh, for these traveling traveling plays and whatnot. There's a lot going on. I mean, it's it's oh goodness. Yeah. I mean, yeah. to, to even organize that gives me a headache. I mean, that would be you know. <laughs> I always tell this story that uh, back several years ago, uh, my my wife and I were in Seattle, and we went to see the producers. Uh, they were it was at the Paramount Theater in Seattle, and it was wonderful. We got really good seats, and we were staying at a hotel. And it just so happened that the hotel we stayed at was the same one they were the, the cast and crew was staying at. So it was really cool to see all these folks um, that I had seen on stage behind the scenes uh, the day before the day actually the day, the day the day we checked out was the day they were leaving for the next stop. But uh, mm-hmm. it's um, it, it's an amazing. Um, uh, community culture, for sure. Um, the dynamic is very, very different from what I can see, as opposed right. to like film and TV. And the thing is, I think the reason why musical theater is such a 
like a, a, a big thing in even the smallest communities is because it because uh, there's lots of different community theaters like everyone's got like a community center in every town and one of the best things that covers a lot is musical theater you have the people who are interested in dancing you have dancing in musical theater the ones who are interested in acting there's the acting in it there's the singing there's the costuming there's the makeup like as a community for small cities especially it's one of the best investments for their their personal government to uh, give the the citizens of their town like the youth especially and if you want to oh, act, yeah. if you want to act, I would think it's a, a huge stepping stone. Oh, totally. Yeah, for sure. You know, you, p- people will tell you all the time, and it's true that um, theater acting is quite different from from film and television acting. But oh, yeah. I, you know, it's it's still a a good place to learn. You know, that the, there definitely are some similarities. So um, that's how I felt, at least. You know, when when I had first gotten into my film and television acting, like I said, I came to L.A. as a musician. I I was not planning on doing any acting or whatever. Um, But, you know, some of the people on my team at the time kind of gave me the advice or kind of told me they're like, well, I mean, you're here. You should try to do some acting, too, if you're interested in it, if you want to do it. And I kind of just thought to myself, well, why not? You know, Um so I, I gave it a go. I started going out on auditions and uh, booking certain things here and there, which has been great. And the coolest thing about it is that I, I was talking about this a little bit earlier um, off the call, but I, you know, the longer I work in film and then the longer I work in music and the, and the longer I live, uh, the more I realize that for me personally, I really do now more than ever see myself as a storyteller uh, right. above all else mm-hmm. you know because well, when i write a song and i share it with people that's telling a specific story when, when i end up portraying a character on a film for people that's telling a story you know god forbid i i ever try it but if i pick <laughs> up a paintbrush and try to you know make some visual art thing i i'm no good at visual art sure. but if i tried that stuff it'd still be storytelling um, you know, so I, everything that I do now kind of fits neatly under that, that large umbrella that is right. the, um, that is the, the sharing and creation of these stories, you know, uh, which has been really empowering. When you, me. when you talk about arts as a whole, if you look at it, everything involving the arts is storytelling, whether it's Absolutely. visual, musically, acting, what have you, and stories, it's all storytelling. We talked to the day by phone and you mentioned that and it really resonated with me. Uh, because it is whatever everything you do, whether it's music or acting or what have you, it's all storytelling. And uh, that's and, the key, man. Yeah, it's it's amazing what you're doing, and it's and of course Josiah, um, you as well. You know, you do these wonderful songs and these videos you've done, and again, you you really paint a picture. It really tells a story. Oh, I appreciate that. Yeah. Well, you know, it's 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 really. I mean, although you know, acting. In, in the musical theater world or or the normal acting like with TV and film may be completely different in regards of attack. Ultimately, everybody is attracted to the creative arts because no matter what you do, it's so important to tell a story with your message. 
Yeah. Definitely. Oh, yeah. Do you remember, Dalton, when you got your SAG card? Yes. Yes, yeah. I do. What was that um, like? Let's see. I I think it was the first... Yeah, it was the first episode of Pretty Little Liars I did. Um, and and it was great, man. It was really cool. I I did my whole thing where I, where I got my card and I, I was running and skipping through the streets and on the sidewalk <laughs> and stuff, to just like you'd imagine. Because, like I said, I didn't come out here to be an actor, man. But now, now that I had finally, you know, I had gotten in and I was really in there and I was really doing it, um, I kind of realized how how special that was, how, how cool that was, you know. Um, so I was I was pretty excited. I think, let's see, I had just finished all my Pretty Little Liars stuff, so I think I was down in the Burbank area. I went to that. Um, there's that hot dog place right next to Warner Brothers. Um, that that doghouse place or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah. I went there. Yeah, I went yeah, there as a bit of a celebration. Um, and yeah, it was a good time. I, I love food, so that's one thing. There I you like go. Is that there's so much great food around here? Yeah, my my hangout on Mondays is Patty's. I go to Patty's and look mm. to look, to look oh, like Patty's. Great breakfast and yeah. the vibe there is just. I mean, there's just just deals being done there. Jinkies as well. Oh, Jinkies yeah. to go city is like the same, but Patty's is amazing. But um, yeah, you know what's funny? Um, I. Because I, I was just in Studio City this morning. Um, I, I went to Crave this morning. Oh, yeah. I had never been before. Because I, I had a meeting about a potential show that's going around. But Crave is really cool, man. It's amazing, That's yeah. a dope place. And, of course, yeah. salt, salt and Straws down there and everything. So tons oh, of places oh, to man. hang out. Don't get me started on Salt, <laughs> salt and Straw. Yeah. Yeah. Whenever my parents come to visit, I, I take them out to Salt and Straw. That's pretty cool. The um yeah. again, Pretty Little Liar is very iconic, and then Time Toys, how fun was that? Dude, Time Toys was so killer. It was so great. You know, I I had the pleasure of working with a lot of really great people. You know, the the, the least of which being Ed Begley Jr., right. who was an absolute joy to kind of just be in the presence of. I I, I know it sounds. A little lame to say that but he's he's no. just such a great guy man he he has this um he just has this thing about him where he's he's so secure yeah. in everything he does you know every as a person and as an actor sure every motion every every word every step um is is thought out and and planned and he he means everything he does and it also helps that he's just such a really nice guy. He's very um, earthy. So, and he's also very much into conservation. So he's very, you know, into conservation and, and the environment and stuff. Takes Absolutely, which I, I'm a huge fan of as well. So it, it was great working with him, and you know, the entire experience was was pretty killer. Um, so I, I had a lot of fun running around with all my friends, and you know, it was a great experience. It was nice and. Uh, it, for the most part, it was it was nice and relaxed, right. which is something that I I quite enjoy on you know my projects where everyone gets comfortable enough with each other to get to the point where everyone is obviously efficient and they're getting what they need to get done done, um, but at the same time, everyone's enjoying themselves. It, it, it's not like people don't want to be there it's right. not like people don't want to be you know everyone wants to be doing exactly what they're doing 
and they're good at what they do and they just show up and, and work and have a good time. I, I feel like that that is where a lot of great art is made. Conversations episode number 26 is on next week and we're featuring um, Mackenzie Elijah and you guys worked on that together, together on, on Time Tours. You and Mackie. Yeah. Mackie is, is the absolute best. And it's funny we're talking about musical theater because uh, if I'm not mistaken, Mackie has done a fair bit of that. And she also spends a good amount of time in New York as well. So yeah. uh, you could probably talk to her about that. No, she, she's great. Um, like like I was saying, you know, the, the cast and crew chemistry and stuff is just so, so important to me. Um, and that's one of my favorite things about working as an actor. I felt that way about Time Toys. I felt that way about Pretty Little Liars. Um, my newest movie I'm working on, Silent Life, um, which I'm currently finishing up filming for, uh, it's the same way there. You know, everyone's been so great to work with. Um, and, you know, we, we have some heavy hitters. We have some really cool people on the uh, project, like, you know, Cheryl and Fenn sure. of, of Twin Peaks and, and Gilmore Girls and such, right. and uh, Isabella Rossellini. Um, and everyone's just been so fun to hang out with and work with. It, it just allows people to make great product, allows people to make good art. You play a young Rudolph Valentino in this movie that's coming out. Right. You yeah, and uh, no, Josiah, it, Josiah have some common ground. Josiah, your uncle? Yeah, was... my uncle. Uh, his name was Ramon Navarro. And I don't know if you know too much about the history between Ramon Navarro and Rudolph Valentino. But they were like... I was told a little bit, yeah. Oh, you were? Okay. Well, okay, you know the place Crave that you went to the other day? Yeah. Right around the block? was where my uncle used to live. And him and Rudolph Valentino used to be like the Zac Efron and Justin Bieber of their time. <laughs> they were like the Latin lover, uh, famous actors. Like the whole Latin lover was like the fad back then. Right. And um, believe it or not, Rudolph Valentino and Ramon Navarro were secretly having an, uh, an affair with each other. And nobody knew about it. The whole industry kept it secret. And Rudolph Valentino and Ramon Navarro used to pretend that they were like enemies and like, you know, they they pretended like they they didn't like each other because they were each other's competition. But secretly, right. down the line they were lovers. Wow. Yeah. Which is pretty crazy. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Crazy. The I I've seen so. some I've seen some stills from uh from your part and uh man. <laughs> It's, 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 it's striking. crazy, man. Yeah. It's, it's looking really great. It, it's funny because um, uh, as a musician and I guess just as a person in general, I've had, you know, long or long-ish hair since I was probably about seven or eight, you know, um, and I cut my hair for the film. I have like short hair now and I'm still getting used to it. It's still pretty right. weird to me, but uh when when I got my hair cut um, and I slipped into my wardrobe for the first time and had my makeup done and everything and someone held a picture of of Rudolph Valentino next to me, it was pretty insane. That's People haunting. were yeah. losing it. Yeah, no, the, the likeness is... Uh, yeah, no, it's crazy. So, like I said, we're, I'm finishing up filming on that, which is extremely exciting, you know. Uh, and, well, 
we'll see where it goes. I, I'm, like I said, it's just so cool to play someone like Rudolph Valentino, who is such such an iconic legend. Yeah. You know, the fact that he he is known as as like uh, to a lot of people as the Latin lover or the Hollywood sex symbol. Right. Um, and the fact that I was given the honor of portraying him in a film it's crazy you know obviously there's a lot of stuff that that goes with that you know i i've talked to people about it um when you when you have to portray a real person in a film um in general there's kind of two different paths you can take as an actor sure one is to um create as real and as as truthful a portrayal of that person as possible um and then two is to try to create an authentic you know actor spin on that portrayal or right. whatever right. To, to kind of put to kind of put your trademark on that i i chose to i chose the first and i wanted to create as real a portrayal of rudolph valentino as possible um which which has been great which has been you know a great experience for me but at the same time it has been quite challenging as you know not only did Rudolph Valentino not live very long you know he he died quite young um he also died like a very long time ago so my resources <laughs> a, a, a very long time ago we're, we're getting close like, before your time yeah 100 years yeah um <laughs> relatively soon so you know my resources to go on with that have been uh you know a a little strained because here's the kicker on top of it all the resources i've been able to use to study rudolph valentino you know books and uh any screen thing at all of him portraying characters is him portraying characters not rudolph valentino the person it's rudolph valentino portraying this character portraying this character so what i had to do before production was i would sit down and I would pull up, you know, as many different screenplay things as possible, any scenes, any footage at all. Um, and I would sit and I would study. And I would study every single second of these videos and of these scenes and try to pick apart how he, how he acted. Because when it's someone portraying a character, what I did was I studied as much as I could to try to grab the mannerisms I saw that were common to all the portrayals, to to every character he portrayed. Um, and taking those mannerisms that were common, I could get a little bit of a something that was, you know, um, close to what I think Rudolph Valentino himself would have been like. Uh, but like I said, there was no footage of him just, you know, hanging out, talking to someone, or just him as a person doing his own thing you know the the it's funny the one uh piece of footage that was supposed to be rudolph valentino on his own in his element um was a vacation shoot of him with his wife at the time um but after it was released it turned out that him and his wife had already been divorced for uh weeks before they had shot in that video and they shot it just to please the public so the one wow. video of him that's supposed to be him acting normal is just him putting on another show 
kissing his wife who he, he he was divorced with at the time and acting all happy like he's having a great time when this inside was, he's extremely this, depressed this is before the national Enquirer, so uh obviously you uh, there were right. a lot of facades and 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 and, and cover stories and and things and that and your image back then was uh it made it made you or break you and again hollywood today um much more forgiving than it was back in those days um right one false so it move was and insane. you were done you know and hollywood really tried to protect the you know those actors at sure. the time you know really i mean they i mean cuz you know it it was familiar ground in in the world of acting obviously because you know la in, in the film world is such a very diverse place i mean you can't change that no matter how back in the past you go but back then it's like you know if it, people would lose their jobs if they sure. didn't protect these people and it's money the studios i mean you look at the studios the you know, mgm and, and and fox and and warner brothers a lot of these mm. actors were contract actors and they were they were signed to do multiple films so obviously if there was a problem they had they had to protect their investment right i mean it, was, yeah, that, it all boiled down to the money thing yeah they want they want to make sure they get that return on the investment for sure. Um, so yeah, back then it was crazy, but I, you know, I, I learned a lot from from studying as much as I can about old Rudy, and uh, I'm excited that I'm able to portray him as as truthfully as I can and and share it with people. It's just another story that I'm that I'm able to share, and a, a really compelling one at that. You know. Well, I can't wait to see it. It's going to be amazing. That's, Thanks, um, man. That means a lot. Very cool. Yeah, it's so exciting. I got, I got to think you all dressed up in that, in that, in that, in that, in that uh, wardrobe. That the song uh, "Sharp Dressed Man" must have run through your head. Head. Oh yeah, no. I, every time <laughs> I slipped into that tux, I, I was feeling pretty slick. I'm it's not like, gonna lie, because, like I said, it, do, doing something like that, dressing up like that with your makeup and and your short hair and everything, feels much, much different than. You know, when I uh, did my work on Time Toys, when I was just chilling out in the hoodie or whatever, or even when I even when I shot Breathe, when right. I was was filming Breathe, I, I had my, you know, my wardrobe was very Dalton Sear, the artist. <laughs> um, so it, it was cool dressing up. Let's talk about that for a second. Now, Breathe, of course, is the music video you did. It's a trilogy of three songs you wrote. So tell us about the songs and how you decided to put them together into the into the video. Was that was that your plan all along, or did that just kind of happen? Right. Yeah. So I mean, there, there's the story of Breathe is pretty funny. I um, made a music video for a single of mine, Invisible. This was a couple of years ago now, and I I filmed it and used all local cast and crew and everything. I filmed it in Florida in Jacksonville. And the producer, executive producer that I worked with on that music video, after we had finished it, you know, he believed in me so much and had such a great time making it that he immediately told me at the screening of, of the video, he was like, hey, well, if you want to make another video, then let's do it. So I was like, hmm, okay. And then <laughs> I I gamed the system as much as I possibly could. <laughs> I came back to him like a couple days later and I was like, okay I, you, you said you'd be willing to do another video, so how about how about we do a trilogy? And he was all for it. He, he was cool with it. 
So what ended up happening happening there was that, you know, when I knew that I was doing a trilogy, I had to sit and think, okay, well, what well, what is this going to be? Is this going to be, you know, three separate stories over three separate songs that, you know, could be entirely separate or tied together somehow? Um, or is it is it one story over these three songs? And uh, I, I chose with going with one story. And that's when I started writing. I, I wanted to get the music together before I did anything else. And uh, that was a bit of a process, you know, because I would write, you know, half of song one and all of song two. And then realize, oh, well, actually, it'd be better if I just switched those two. So now song two is actually song one, but then I need to finish song one and blah, blah, blah. So I, there was a lot of switching around and craziness and, you know, revising and editing and such uh, until I had it to where I wanted it to be. And then once I had the music done, um, I got my team together and uh, started storyboarding everything out. I, I, I wanted Breathe to be a story of of love you know a- absolutely it, it needed to be a story of love and that's what it is it breathe um for those of you who haven't haven't seen it it's it's about life and loss and recovery um which all which all fits into love and so I, I like i said i put together that team once again an entirely local group of people i was able to um work with screenwriter uh sharon cobb who has done a good amount of work in la but is now residing in florida um so it was very lucky find with her she's absolutely amazing and then uh once we had the story all put together and uh we were set to go we we went out and filmed the thing and it was a it was a really grueling shoot man we did four i think like 13 14 hour days in a row wow to to get the thing done um but we got it we got it man it it was all all done and all ready to go and um then we released it out it it, let's see trying to remember Uh, the entire lifespan of creating breathe it took about 13 months from wow. conception to complete finished product. Um, so, yeah, obviously a lot of time and a lot of care went into it. And then, I, like I said, I released it out um, in trilogy form. So I released part one and then waited like three weeks, then released part two and waited another three weeks and released part three. Um, and now the entire full you know extended cinematic version of the of the film is online as well so you can watch uh, all three parts put together with you know seamless transitions and all that stuff which is great it looks amazing but um what what yeah. makes you want to do such a large project i mean because you're i mean at such a young age like what what inspired you to make a trilogy uh, and and really go all in with it because that's it's a lot of work and you know most of the time you see like people like artists just you know put a song out and you know film a music video riding a bike on venice beach you know but you went all in with this amazing story what what inspired you to do that so there were a couple things but like i said earlier it a lot of it really was just the fact that um, my executive producer Dwayne Sykes, he 
gave me the go-ahead. He said, hey, man, if you want to make another project or another video, let's do it. I, I'd, I'd be willing to help you with that. And the moment he said that, I, I sat down and I thought to myself, I was like, all right, what what is the what's the coolest thing I can do? Because I, I know I'm already going to have support for it. I know I'm already going to have a good foundation and, and I'll have help that I need. What is the coolest thing I can do? What's something really ambitious? What's something um, that would be compelling? What What's something I would want to watch? You know, what, what would I want to sit down and watch on YouTube? Yeah. Um, and, you know, at that time, you know, a couple people had done some long form music video things. I, I, I believe uh, Troy Sivan had released his Blue Neighborhood trilogy um, probably like six to eight months before or something, um, which is incredible, by the way. I, I watched it. Um, it's really, really good. So, you know, a couple people have done some long-form video things, and uh, I I thought it would be really compelling, and, and I gave it a go. And it's funny because, um, you know, now a lot of artists are, are doing long-form music videos or, or, they're, or they're doing long-form films that, you know, incorporate music inside of them. You know, like it's... Florence and the Machine did, what, an eight-part film? Wow. Then you have Beyonce who did Lemonade, uh... and so it's like, all this stuff is happening now, and and it's it's really exciting to see because I think it it gives artists a little bit more freedom as opposed to three and a half minutes or four minutes or so to to tell a story. You've you know, it some, gives you more of a canvas. You've gotten some nods at some festivals as well for this. Absolutely, you know, since I released Breathe. Um, it shot its way into these film festival circuits, um, and it's been winning a lot all over the place. Uh, recently, I, I won a Telly Award for Best Music Video uh, for Breathe amazing. this year, which is which is incredible. I, I got my Telly Award recently. Um, it's big. It's big, <laughs> and it's heavy, and it's amazing. Uh, and then, you know, before that, uh, I, I was at the Young Artist Awards, I think probably like a month ago where uh, one best music video as well, which is extremely exciting because I've been to the Young Artist Awards uh, multiple times for years now, and, and it's always been so great and so exciting. So to to win an award for my work as a musician uh, on top of my awards for my acting in, in previous years, you know, it's uh, – it's extremely gratifying, you know, to to put all that time and all that effort into trying to make a really compelling story, trying to make a story I would be interested in, so, something I would want to watch. Sure. Um, putting that in and, and creating that and then receiving that kind of recognition is extremely gratifying. And, and you mentioned storytelling. And again, it comes back to that. Uh, it, totally storytelling. You put this together, uh, taking music and then putting it, putting it, to, to, putting it, making a video and then incorporating the three together. That really is amazing. Do you see, do you find, do you, do you see yourself in the future, maybe helping others to make their videos? Like directing or something? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, I could totally see myself doing that. You know, I, like I said, my, my work as a storyteller is, you know, it's all about sharing. That's kind of what it is at, at the heart is I want to create something and I want to share it with people. Which means I want to be able to share 
how I do things, what I do, all that kind of stuff with other people who want to share, you know? So I, I, I would definitely be interested in doing that, you know? Um, and I'll tell you guys, I, uh, I have nothing in like early conception stages yet, um, or anything like that, but I am currently finishing up my fourth album, uh, with producer Michael Blue yes. in, in Thousand Oaks, funnily enough, yes. who, uh, who, you know, he, he broke all these crazy artists, you know, Wonder Public, Colby Calais. He's been working with Jason Mraz for years and all that. So currently finishing up that album. And I am in the stage where I am thinking about music videos right. and, and creating video content for this album. So um, yeah. I, I, I don't I don't know if I would make a a breathe part two per se. Um, but, you know, I, I'm definitely thinking about what other compelling stories and 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 what cool things i i can do next with that and you mentioned thousand oaks okay we've got a worldwide audience so folks thousand oaks is just north of los angeles in what they call the Caneo valley it's ventura county i believe and uh definitely a thriving music community there and a lot of stuff happening out that way some great studios and and uh some bands as well that are based there um yeah i don't know if you're the valley is full of it have you gone to the pizza place yeah. in Moore Park? The Rock and is it Rock and Pizza? Is that what it's called? Uh, no. That's where that, I mean. That sounds just right up my alley. Yeah, I mean, literally, like Foo Fighters will just show up and start playing there, or or Tyler Hawkins will show up and play and, and whatnot. It's oh like my. the place to go to uh Goodness to me. get music. Yeah, no, you know, I'll have to go there. Surprise shows and whatnot. Uh, Robbie Rist, hey. who is uh, a good friend as well, and a guitarist and and a hell of a musician. Of course, Robbie Rist, That's killer, best man. known, I'll best known as, best known as uh, cousin Oliver on the Brady Bunch, has uh, gone on yeah. t- and grown up and uh, and just plays, but a uh, great place. So Canal Valley, definitely north of LA. It's all SoCal and it's all um, happening here. And as you, as we said earlier, um, you know, when you're doing what, what you do, um, you need to be near LA. There's no doubt. Absolutely. No doubt. There's no way. You know, I, I'm lucky that L.A. is so spread out that I can be in a place like Thousand Oaks, which actually reminds me a lot of my hometown because it's it's a little quieter. You know, it's 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 a little slower, a little quieter. So I can kind of yeah. get that space to, to be able to hear myself think and just relax for a bit. But at the same time, I'm never too far away from where I need to be yeah. for for work you know it like i said if well pretty little Liars is is done now but you know when i would have to go and and film downtown or whatever it was never really a problem but i was still yeah. here you know not right. everyone not everyone lives in la a lot of people live in like it's in the outskirts like santa clarita and, and the Canelo valley and whatnot burbank um but uh yeah. you know it's very easy to get caught up in that scene and you got to have that release time where you can just kind of you know back away and uh and um you know find your relaxation yeah, that, time. That, that's been huge for me. Yeah. I'm, I'm a very nature oriented person as well. Um, so I, I will say one thing, the one difference between Florida and LA that I, that I actually love is that the hiking in California is incredible. Oh yeah. It is so great. For sure. I'll be honest with you. You know, I, I love my home state and everything. But the quote-unquote hiking that you do in Florida is is really – it's glorified. Basically what you do is you just walk through some gate 
and walk through a swamp being eaten alive by bugs for an hour nice. or so and then walk out the other side. It's it's not really hiking. But, I mean, that um, sounds like fun to yeah. me. But, uh... No, no. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm here to tell you that it's not that great. I'll give you um, some... But here is incredible. Yeah. Inside information, you know that uh, Josiah used to live at the Oakwood. Wow. The, the iconic the iconic Oakwood. So which is yeah. uh now oh, the yeah. <laughs> so she was the, can actually, you, you can literally go to A lot and you can go uh through the graffiti wall and go up the mountain and you can get to the Hollywood sign and the tree yeah. of wisdom or whatever right by there. It's crazy. That's man. great I, hiking. You though. know, I, I knew people who who were there um pretty much all of the past four years and yeah. I, I remember people telling me, they're like, you got to come do it. You got to come do it. And <laughs> for some reason, I just never found the time. But yeah. maybe I will this time. I don't know. Yeah, the Oakwood yeah is... it's definitely a hike. Yeah. but well, yeah, I'm all for that. Hollywood Hills, Griffith Park, even Ferndale. Ferndale's really cool to walk through there and just you know, just get away and, and dodge the coyotes oh, yeah. and whatnot. So uh, it's really cool. So, again, they're working on the fourth album right now. And uh, what else is next? So... Uh, well, I, as movie, I'm finishing yeah. this fourth album, what, what's up? So you got the movie coming up. You got the fourth album you're working on. Anything right. else you want to promote? Um, th- yeah, no, for sure. So, so this fourth album is uh, particularly exciting for me because I'm uh, currently heading into meetings with major record labels uh, with the album, uh, which we'll be, you know, moving forward with. So, it, it is definitely a possibility that uh i will be releasing the album under a major label or moving forward in that sort of vein uh which would be very exciting yeah and uh, i'll tell i'll tell you what i would definitely be able to make some sort of uh compelling story or or long form music video sort of thing uh with with that kind of assistance absolutely so uh well We'll see what's going on, but You're very... until then, like I said, yeah, yeah. F- finishing this stuff up, uh, getting my gigs, continuing this acting work, um, moving forward with Silent Life, and uh, continuing to document my story as much as I can and uh, share it with everyone that I can. You are a, You're a great storyteller. There's no question about that. That's going to be pretty wonderful. <laughs> any so any much, uh, charities you're involved with? Any, any charities or foundations? Yeah. No, absolutely. So... Uh, it was funny when I was growing up, um, when I had first started doing music and shows and stuff, I got into contact with a children's hospital in Jacksonville, Florida. Um, and I didn't know it at the time, but they were the only large children's hospital in like all of Northern Florida and Southern Georgia. So their, their radius for treatment was almost an entire statewide. Um, and so I, I've worked with them, that their Wolfson Children's Hospital. I, I've worked with them over the past seven, eight years or so, uh, doing concerts in conjunction with them and all that. And my my big focus that I've been working on for the past, I, I believe, five years now is uh, I work as a national ambassador for the Dream Factory, which is a uh, national organization that grants dreams to critically and chronically ill children aged like three to 18. Um and a large part of, of why I have wanted to work with them and help them is, uh, like I said, they grant dreams to critically and chronically ill children, where a lot of um, other organizations I've seen uh, only 
do that sort of thing for for critically ill children and uh, you know, how I came into contact with them is that I, I actually have a fan of mine in upstate New York. Her name is Morgan. She's been a huge fan of mine for years. And uh, she she was chronically ill as a child. She she has a condition where she's not critically ill and, and, and she doesn't have to deal with that. But for the rest of her life, she is going to have to go, you know, every couple of weeks and do checkups and transfusions and painful sorts of operations and things like that. Sure. Um, which, you know, she was able to get help from the Dream Factory. And then when she came into contact with me and became a, a fan and, and a friend of mine, uh, I was able to get in contact with them and work with them. So for the past five years or so, uh, I've played in, you know, hundreds of children's hospitals across the nation i do concerts and events in conjunction with them um and it's been it's been a crazy ride it's been fantastic you know that's awesome as someone who started my work as a as a child you know it it was incredible to see the strength of these children fighting these battles you know when when i first started it was it was really a reality check for me to, you know, I, I everyone has their own problems. Right. Everyone has their own things that they're dealing with. But, you know, when I was walking into a room and thinking to myself, well, my problems are, oh, you know, I feel like I don't have enough time to practice enough at guitar or I wish I could do this or get better at this or whatever. And I sit down with a kid and hang out with them and and their problem or their goal is i i just want to be able to walk again sure it's it's a it's a real reality check you know i totally get that um just the fact that i'm able to i'm in a position now where i'm able to go and you know i can hang out with these kids in these hospitals and you know that means i i can either you know share my stories through music with them that helps a lot of people but at the same time uh, there's a lot of people i meet that just just want to hang out yeah you know once when, when someone's ill like that and you know all they see is doctors upon doctors and nurses yeah. and everyone's looking at them with all different kinds of lenses and you know poking them with all these different things having someone just come in sit down with you and just hang out you know, talk to you about what's going on in the NBA or or your favorite video games or whatever, and just and just hang out for a bit. I, I've found that that has, you know, a lot of the times just as much, if not a larger impact, than you know me me sharing things through music. So that that's been really powerful for me, and uh, I, I I've loved working with them for the past. I believe it's five years now coming wow. up five years and uh i i can't wait to continue working with them it's it's very uplifting and it's very empowering we are out of time phenomenal story backstory dalton sear has been our guest dalton sear.com that's d-a-l-t-o-n-c-y-r.com check out breathe those links are on his website as well as links to your social media um, there you go. You're all over. Of course, uh, his new film, Silent Life. Look for that soon. And again, uh, check out the website. Time Toys streaming somewhere. It's and, streaming everywhere right now. Yeah. And of course, episodes of uh, Pretty Little Liars, another iconic show. Dalton, it's been a pleasure. Thank you very much, will, sir. Will you Thank come? You both. It's been great. Will you come back on again? Yeah. Absolutely. absolutely. 
Josiah Bear World. Josiah, what can I say about Josiah? Just your miracle. And um, thank you for co hosting tonight. I appreciate that. Josiah.com. That's J E S A I A H.com. Spell that right. It's funny funny when I call you on my phone, I say, you know, call Josiah Bear. It calls, it says, calling Jessia. (laughs) It doesn't pronounce it quite right. It's been awesome getting to talk to you. Thank you. It's been great talking to you as well. We will keep in touch. Definitely. Thank you so much. Say hi to your dad for me. (laughs) Will do. Our next show is going to be on the 29th. It's episode number 26 with our guest, Mackie Elagium. Mackenzie Elagium, of course, also from Time Toys. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. This is Conversations Radio.